All right, what's up with it? This is Man, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked, babe. So <laughs> I got to talk to you about um, uh, the D-line right there. This this line, this draft is heavily stocked with, uh-huh. I mean, just like the Nick Bosa's of the world, the Quentin Williams, Montez Sweats, right? There's a bunch of guys available here. Um, and, and just in your humble opinion, right, where do you rank these guys um, in the NFL draft this year? What do you rank the defensive linemen? Um, and, and how do you have them ranked in your book, just like in your top five or so? My top five, so I broke it into two. Two parts, top five edge guys and top five interior. I'll start off with the not-so-glorious interior D-linemen, but in this draft, they are. And when I look at it, Quinny Williams is my top defensive interior defensive lineman out of Alabama. Um, next up, I have Ed Oliver because of the injury to Jeffrey Simmons. Mm. Um, I think Jeffrey Simmons, honestly, if he, was, if he didn't tear his ACL, somebody was going to get a complete another monster. Mm. What he can do in the middle of a defensive line is phenomenal. Ed Oliver as well. Don't get me wrong. But I, 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 when I look at Jeffrey Simmons, I think he is a complete another game changer for somebody's defensive line, but with the ACL. So I have Quinnia Williams, Ed Oliver, Jeffrey Simmons. Um, I, I actually have Christian Wilkins and then Jerry Tillery from Notre Dame. I love Jerry Tillery's game, man. 6'5", through almost 3'10". He's going to be able to help somebody, somebody's defense push the pocket. Uh, when it comes out to you, that's what you want to do in the NFL. You want to get to the quarterback. There's no quicker way to the quarterback than north and south. Getting upfield from the interior of the offensive line and defensive line, beating those centers and those guards. So that's my top five. Quinny Williams, Ed Oliver, Jeffrey Simmons, Christian Wilkins, and Jerry Tillery. Wow. Awesome. Um, awesome. Okay. My, my edge guys now, my edge guys now, this is going to be, some people may not like this. It's going to, like I said, it's going to come. I'm, with me, me and uh, Zach uh, Petro, we're going to talk on Monday on the show. He's going to come on to the, the On The Clock uh, podcast with me. Um, but my actual edge defender right now, uh, my list is Nick Bosett, number one, because what he can do against the run, okay. as well as a rush to passer. Number two, Brian Burns. Brian Burns has a Vaughn Miller esque feel to me. I'm not calling him Brown. I'm not calling him Vaughn Miller. You know, some people get that stuff mistaken. Vaughn Miller, you know, is one of the best we've seen in the NFL at just winning off the edge. 6'5, 231. He is bendy. He touches the ground. When he comes off the edge and lets that speed, unless they got right, I believe he ran a 4'5. He can literally become just parallel to the ground as he's coming off the edge, but he also uses that to set himself up for the spin move back inside, the rip move back inside. I love him as a as an edge pass rusher. Um, next up, I have actually have Josh Allen um, from Kentucky. After Josh Allen, I actually have Cleveland Farrell um, from Clemson. I'm a big fan of Cleveland Farrell. I know a lot of people are looking at Rashawn Gary's and. Uh, and, and those guys, um, this last name is higher on most people's boards. It's Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat, while I like him, I, I don't believe he's fully refined just yet. Um, when it comes to his pass rushing sets, I don't think he's, I, th- I don't think he scratched the surface of what his athletic traits are. I think he could be a complete another game record in the NFL. Technique wise, I want to see better from him. Because Nick Bosa has great hands and great technique. Brian Burns' technique is pretty, is, is up there. Josh Allen, 
his technique needs work similar to Montez Sweat, but his athletic ability is and his strength and his power is so crazy. Uh, coming off the edge, Clinton Farrell to me isn't the best athlete, but he is another power rusher with good technique. But Montez Sweat to me could be just a flat out monster. I just want to see more technique wise from him. Sweat goes four four in the forty. And mm-hmm. sets the record of the defensive lineman. I mean, I know I start popping at that point, and then I mean, you know the the people who pl- been playing Madden for years, right? Oh um, yeah. Setting up their safety and putting them at defensive end until Madden stop you from doing that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and having somebody um coming off that edge with four four speed, that's crazy. Um, it is. Do you think that above anything else raised his stock and, and oh, have people definitely. talking about him? Definitely. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was definitely a highly rated player coming into the combine. But man, what he did at the combine, like, oh man. Like, and like I said, it, the, 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 I could easily flip him. I honestly, I could easily flip him and Josh Allen to play, to be honest. You know, it's kind of splitting hairs. Um, cause athlete potential wise, him and Josh Allen have more potential than a Clellan Farrell. But just going in, I like Clellan Farrell over Montez Sweat. A little, a little more. Josh Allen is just both him and Montez Sweat are athletic freaks. Josh Allen didn't run as fast as I, I expected him to, though. I was thinking he would have been in that four four range, but he added some weight um, at two thirty, two almost two forty. He added some weight to be able to play on the edge and, and set the edge against the run game. Um, so he, he's you know, he, I think that kind of slowed him up a little bit. But you know, like I said, it's splitting hairs. I could easily flip Sweat and Allen with no problem. So. I need to know this just for myself. This is a selfish uh-huh. question. People, okay. if you're listening, don't feel bad. I just need to know this. Give me the bus factor on Nick Bosa. The bus factor? Yeah. Is it is it possible that he's a bus? Oh, yeah. It's always possible. <laughs> it is always possible, man. Um, While he is a... Don't get me wrong. While he is a... Because uh, while he is a technician... I like his hands, right? He he does a good job swiping um, when when tackles like to try to throw the throw their punch out there. He has a good he has a good job. He does a good job anticipating the punch. When I'm watching him on film, he's coming off the edge. He does a good job anticipating that punch, using a double hand swipe, coming around the edge, and either making a sack, forcing a fumble, whatever, forcing the guy into another sack, forcing the quarterback into another sack by his defensive uh, defensive tackles. But if anything. When I look at it, he's not—he's not the best athlete, though. That's you know my what I'm concern. Saying? He's not the best athlete. So, what do you do when someone that because he's—I I, love—the I, I, difference between him and his brother is his brother who was longer and leaner coming out. He's six three and, and three fourths, two sixty, two sixty five. He, had, you know, he had the huge quads. He's low to the ground, so he can set the edge versus the run. As a pass rusher coming off the edge, what are you going to be able to do when you're facing a technician, right? You're facing a Tyron Smith. You know what I'm saying? You're facing, the, you know, Trent Williams, a guy that's going, their pass sets, pass pro sets are bar none, you know, top to top to bottom bar none. What are you going to do? You know, that's why you look at a guy like a Brian Burns and, and, and those more athletic guys, their speed is what f- puts fear because that make a lot of times there's just the thought that okay he runs a four like just like Montez Sweat he runs a four four in the forty he he runs faster than my running back back there 
So he, he's faster than my running back on the sideline. He's coming off the edge. That speed gets into the mind of offensive tackles, and it can cost them the overset. Then uh, someone like a Montez Sweat can go inside with an inside move, stab to the, to the outside and cut back in. So when I'm looking at Nick Bosa, mind you, like I said, I believe he – I don't think he ran. Let me just uh, look at that real quick. I don't think he ran terrible. He didn't run terrible or anything at so the combine. So he goes 4 eight, six, and then he, he then improves his time to four seven nine. So, yeah, the four seven nine, and that, you know, the, 20, the 29 bench reps, we knew that was coming. Uh, you know, he ran you know, three cone one seven one. He's not the most agile or quickest guy. Um, you know, 33 and a half inch vert. So that, that's my thing is, you know, athletically, cause you're not going to be able to out, he's, he's very powerful too. And, and, and you know what? I throw this out here cause, you know, especially if somebody writing for a stripe hype and I'm stu- I was studying some, some, uh, Bengals players the other day, the other night and, um, Monday night and yesterday morning. Carl Lawson uh, kind of reminds me uh, uh, of what Nick Bosa could do because I'm watching Carl Lawson. I was watching uh, some some uh, some film of him versus the Packers his rookie year, and one thing Carl Lawson does well is that. He, but also, I think he was faster than Nick Bosa, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's a mo- little bit better athlete, but at the same time, Carl Lawson s- puts fear, and you could see he kind of could put fear into the to the eyes. Uh, yeah, he, he ran a four six seven. 35 inches, 35 uh, reps on the bench press, that type of thing. But he comes off the edge incredibly fast, right? He comes off quick. And then he uses his, his leverage being a 6'2", 261, another stout guy similar to Nick Bosa. He uses his, his, his uh, inside arm and he uses that, that, lo- that low center of gravity and that leverage to get underneath the pad where his one arm stab. And I literally, I saw him throw David Bottiari from the, the Packers left tackle to the ground with one arm just so he could tackle and get that sack on Aaron Rodgers. So that's kind of where I want, that's kind of the similar thing with Nick Bosa is that, you know, granted, you're not going to be always be able to outpower someone. So can you consistently beat the tackles around the edge that with your athleticism and your speed? I don't know. Hustle-wise, I don't, I don't doubt it. Yeah, if it's the coverage sack, yes, but con- consistently, will he be able to beat the all-pro tackles off the edge at a consistent basis? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And I think people forgive it a little bit because his speed is comparable to somebody like a J.J. Watt came in at like a 4.8. So I think maybe, you know, they're, they're a little bit more forgiving because he's shown so much power and um technical skill hand fighting he's really good at all that stuff so maybe you know that's why they've been um able to kind of forgive that whole thing with him yeah i mean like i said technique wise he's also one of um kind of one of my favorite guys to watch his what he's able to do man he, he's a he is a really good player you know and, and i think he's going to do well on the nfl level but if there's one like i said just to give a potential bus reason i think athletically uh, he's a little challenged to me. Awesome, man! Thank you so much for telling us about the that bus factor. That was that was on me. I just needed to know. It's <laughs> no problem, man. No problem. So I gotta ask about um. So a lot of a lot of like talk has been really about the wide receiver class. Looking at guys like DK Metcalf, right, and and uh-huh. Brown and um Hollywood, man. I mean, it's just 
a phenomenal class. It's like a real stellar class. Um, yes, my sir. question is, not a lot of noise has been made about the other side of that coin, though, about the DBs in this class. Um, some noise early about Greedy uh, Williams, but outside of that, not a lot of noise. Can you give us just like a quick, just an understanding of who's here in this draft as a DB and who's somebody, you know, who can, you know, possibly make noise this year? I'll give you, I'll give you three names at corner and three at safety real quick. Um, names to watch. David Long from Michigan, 5'11", 187. Guy that could play inside and out. Um, and he ran well. He, he looked good on, on the field and the drills, the combine as well. And the way he tested, Rocky Sin from Temple, another 5'11", 190 guy. He is a scrapper. He is a fighter. He reminds me of an NFC, an AFC North Raven uh, Steeler type of corner. He, he likes to beat you up at the line of scrimmage, but he can cover and he wants to be in the vicinity. Um, and, and of course, you know, looking at this, at this group, as well as, uh, you know, of course everybody knows Byron Murphy and Greedy Williams, but I want to talk about Julian Love. I think he is a, he reminds me of yeah. Desmond, Desmond King, Desmond King from the, uh, from Los Angeles Chargers. While he may not, he may not be the fastest guy that you want to put on the outside, but he's a guy that you can literally play him in, in zone coverage. And his anticipate, his anticipation is so good, man. He, he, he really knows how to jump routes and plays well. Especially, I think he's going to be a really, really good slot, slot corner and nickel corner in this game, man. And I'm telling you, Julian loves the guy to keep everybody's eyes on. Safety wise, I'll give you three names at safety as well. Uh, two, three of my favorite guys at safety. Nasir Adderley, 5'11", 205. He's a, to me, a straight single high type of, type of safety. He can come down and make the booming hit, but he's a guy that can float around deep single high and be that guy for you. Um, Juwan Thornhill from Virginia, 6'1", 195. One of the more athletic guys. I believe he's in the 4'4", uh, in the 40. And he he jumped 44 inches in the vertical. He is a guy that, similar to uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, he can play that nickel-dime corner against receivers, man. Like, he can play man in the coverage, and he can play in the box, and he can play some deep as well. And, of course, I mean, I know you probably heard this name before, uh, Darnell Savage from Maryland, a guy that can just – just move all over the place. An athletic guy, he can make plays from all over the field, single high. He can come down. He can play some little strong safety for you because he doesn't mind making those tackles. So trust me when I tell you, yes, the receiver class is deep, but these DBs are here, man. Safeties and corners, you, if you need them, you can get them in this class. All right. Yo, thank you so much. I'm glad you mentioned, um, love. I was going to ask you uh, specifically about him, but yeah, I'm glad you mentioned him. Um, I like his instincts as well. And I, I'm thinking that he'll be a good value. I don't see him, um, as a first round guy at all, but I definitely see some value for him in either the second oh, yeah. or the third. Most definitely. All right, y'all. So look, we're going to take a small break. And then right after this, we're going to, um, we're going to just get into the mock, get our top 15. Um, yes, then we'll hop in. All right, we'll take a small break, and I'll be right back. Coming in. This is Andrew Brown with the North Florida Tigers prep program, and you are listening to me on MTMV. Support the podcast whenever you can. Listen as much as you can and share as much as you can. <laughs> 